Jammed. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that House Hunters Thruple episode? Well, um, I have not. I think I like seeing discussions on it, but I haven't actually watched it because I don't care about House Hunters. Uh, well, shame on Wait. you. House Hunters is a Supreme TV show, so there's that. Is it? I mean, I feel like I already live somewhere, so I don't. I don't care about the people are gonna live. <laughs> Uh, sure. Okay. I bet the wife would watch it. I bet she likes HGTV, uh, just probably, like I do, just like my mom. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Women love HGTV, okay? We love the hell out of it. Okay, I'm the problem here. And you know what? You do have a male friend that I know watches HGTV. He and I were talking about a show the other day, so that's really funny. Oh, so it, so it really is just me. It's just you, yes. It's, it really oh. is just you. Um, but yeah, so to give you a little bit of backstory to the very few people who obviously have not seen it. <coughs> Sham. Oh. Oh, oh, sorry, I got something stuck in my chest there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so you have a husband and wife, and they have two kids. And they have a third. And the third has been with them for about four years. And they just had like, a commitment ceremony. like Not like right before the show, but like shortly before the show came on, I guess, or before they recorded it. Um, they're moving to a new city, Obvi, <laughs> um, for the hubby's job. And so the three of them were out there looking at houses. And of course, you know, that's generally the thing of house hunters. You know, you, you look at three different options for housing, and then, you know, at the end they pick, and there's this big, oh, I know which one we should get at the end, and then they decide on the house, whatever. Um, but it was just very interesting seeing a thruple on the show. I mean, I, we've previously seen a thruple on Say Yes to the Dress, uh, which I know is another show that Sham does not watch, but I'm obsessed with, I'm obsessed with weddings, so uh-huh. I watch it. Um, they had a thruple on that show, too. That was what, last year, I think? Or maybe the year before? My memory's not that great. So what was that? Because I think I remember seeing some clips of the, the house one, where it was a lot of like, like, oh, we're going to need three sinks, and oh, we're going to need three of this. Like, it was a very much like a, a punchline, but I don't know how that would work into, like, a, a wedding dress. I guess they would argue over which one <laughs> likes the dress more or whatever. Oh, no, there wasn't an argument. They were just having a commitment ceremony, and so the wives were shopping. Well, I guess they would be – do we call them the wives? Sure. The oh, wives they're... were shopping for dresses. That That was just it. It wasn't anything oh. like – there was no argument. Say yes to the dress, there was oh, okay. no arguing. Well, there shouldn't be arguing. If you're arguing, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> They're just trying on wedding dresses to decide which one they feel the most beautiful and they want to get married in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I've unfortunately seen episodes of that. <laughs> yeah. As you said, they, they, they argue. There's always like that one bitchy family member who's like, you know, well, I don't like that dress. And they're like, no, but I want this dress. And yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. Yeah, but this one was kind of wholesome. This one was pretty wholesome. And then, uh, yeah, the House Hunters one, I mean, I understand the issues because it's like three separate cars and they move into a place that like has snow and shit. (laughs) So it's like if you have a two car garage, that means that someone's car is always going to be parked outside. Ah, yes. And, you know, if you're you have a massive master suite, of course, fine. But the three of you have to get ready in the morning at the same time, you know, it's already bad enough you're sharing one sink and they're sharing one sink at their old place. So it's uh, kind of like, okay, so two is an upgrade, obviously. But yeah. ideally, you want three so everyone has their own little section to do their own thing. And I get it. I mean, I understand the need to have three of certain things just for comfort 
and ease and 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 whatever. I mean, at the end of it, they chose a house that I I can't remember if I liked it or not. I think I liked it, but I thought it was weird looking in some parts. But that's also a thing that I have with American architecture. So there's that. <laughs> um, but I mean, it works out okay. Of course, it works out great. You see, um, one of their moms was there with the kids, like when they did that whole you know reveal at the end, and they moved into this house and settled in and stuff. And I just thought it was very interesting how you have you know parents being a part of this process when you know we well, talked we do discuss that the family how you tell your family and how your family knows and so it's, it's nice that this Miss mother actually was cool with it yeah i mean i think at a certain point you if you're gonna be in your kid's life and this is the direction they've chosen you kind of have to be cool with it and mm-hmm. not to equate this but i mean it's the same thing if you have a kid that's not straight <laughs> like if you're gonna be your kid's life it's something that you have to accept this is who they are this is what they're about um so i'm all about supportive families and then we talked about the last episode the uh the love don't judge ig um thruple people <laughs> where they had you know, that thing on snapchat remember mm-hmm. and their kids and yeah or whatever yeah, and the mom was just kind of like, well, I thought it would fuck your kids up, but I'm glad it didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like, gee, thanks, mom. <laughs> um, so that's definitely an, an issue that I've noticed that some people have with uh, non-monogamy. It's like, hey, it's totally cool if you're cheating on your husband. Not cool if you and your husband have another wife. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um, but this that's week... Wrong. We're continuing our family discussion, you know, we continue it, that's what we do, and uh, we have an amazing guest who's going to join us shortly. (laughs) Yes, our celebrity friend. Our celebrity super secret friend. Mm -hmm. He's written a book, he's written a book, so clearly he's like, um, he's been on TV, so he's like, yeah, right, right, but before we get into that, let's do our own little intro, right? I'm Jen. Oh, I'm Sham. <laughs> um, and we're monogamous. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I thought that last So, on this week's episode, my super secret special guest is another <laughs> black person. I know. We're going to do, like, the crazy what hands that are handshaking. Yeah. Relax, Sham. It's my super secret special guest who so is a black that man. We put it in the title. We, didn't, we put it in the title. Just don't be a hater. Okay? It's yeah. fine. It is Kevin from Poly Role Models. He is available on all the Poly Role Models, everything across all the platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, yeah. website, all the things, LinkedIn. He's on Patreon. <laughs> He's on all the things. I am My on space. Patreon. High five. Come. Yeah, Find me first on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> But he's on everything, and um, as it relates to the conversation we had last week, we talked about polyamorous families. Sham and I shared some quote-unquote family secrets as it relates to how non-monogamy in our family worked. And um, we decided to bring in Kevin, who is super knowledgeable about polyamory in general. You know, he talks on panels and shit, and is super important. (laughs) (laughs) 
he's a super expert. He's a super expert. That's really what it is. And um, for this particular episode, we want to bring him in to talk about families because, you know, he's married and he has kids. Like, whoa. People don't think that's a thing with polyamorous people. They're just kind of like, yeah, we're just out here like sucking dick and eating pussy and whatever. It's just fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I would not be against that kind of lifestyle. But Kevin is proof that we get married and we have kids. Shamba proof that we get married. So, yeah. you know, Kevin is like one step on the next level. Oh, yeah. So you're, you're like the first step. Y'all are, uh, y'all are uh, boosting me up a, a lot here. Listen, just like gas, gas him up, gas him up, guys. That's really where we're at. Like, I, I mean, mean I just I've... have to be good to our guests, you know. We gotta treat him nice. Hey, much appreciated. Nice. Uh, Kevin has a book that is out, has been out for a couple of years. What loves not colorblind, which is about race relations in the polyamorous community. To be, you know, very, um, what's that word? Concisive, cohesive. I don't know. I'm not smart right now. Mm-hmm. All good. Um... <laughs> But yeah, just um, as the tagline says, race and representation in, uh, in polyamorous and other alternative communities. Yeah, that's really what we are trying to be about because, you know, Sham and I are black, non-monogamous, living in the Caribbean, which is very much a sphere. It's a niche <laughs> in a niche within another niche. It, it's a lot of niches all in one. Um, and so we try to bring on other black people to talk about stuff we want to talk about so on the book episode we had Katrina Jackson who writes polyamorous romance well she writes polyamorous erotic romance (laughs) um, to be specific but you know she has black characters in her romance novels which is super dope and super important Um, so we decided that Kevin would be a great fit for us as we explored a lot of new frontiers like Whatever the theme song is for this movement of New Frontier, whether it's a Western or whatever, we're on it. And Kevin's in it with us. So thank you for joining us, Kevin. I'm glad to be a part. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Really, thank you for taking time out your busy schedule to join us. I mean, like I said, you're like (laughs) super famous. We're just, you know, these small little minnows swimming around the polyamorous pod. That's kind of of kind of what i love about about doing this stuff or like five like four or five years ago i was just starting out and i don't i never felt like i've done anything that other people couldn't just pick up and do you know so it's just been it's just been hard work and initiative but like and and you know making making the right friends being able to network the right way and helping other people network uh right alongside so yeah i mean even if even if you feel like you're 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 small time now like this time next year you could be way bigger than i am because honestly that's not difficult i mean we'll never be as big as you are but you know hopefully we get close <laughs> hopefully we get close hopefully we get close well, i get what uh, you're, saying, where you're saying you're not doing anything too complicated but you know someone had to do it first or at least the first set so it's good that you're in that first set to show you know other shows and other people that hey this is something that can be done by people yeah like yeah which is what i appreciate like I, I i like seeing other people get up there and do what i'm doing i like promoting other people i like broadcasting for other people just saying like hey i was doing this two years ago and i really could have used the boost let me give you the boost that i could have used and we, we thank you and we appreciate you and I worship you. I worship you in the way that's possible 
and normal people to do that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sh- Sham's just away in his corner while I'm doing all this worshiping. Just throw I that mean, out there. <laughs> I think the, the net of the two two of us are so generally our podcast is just big fan. If you take all of her appreciation and my normal amount of appreciation, then yeah, we're just a big fan. <laughs> Super fan, we're up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I talked about on the last episode, my father's father, I said being married to a woman, having multiple kids with her, but my grandmother not being that woman. He had multiple kids with my grandmother, don't get me wrong, but she yeah. is not the wife. <laughs> She's not the wife at all. She is just a side person. And my grandfather spent the majority of my childhood at my grandmother's house. And, you know, growing up, he spent a lot of time with her. And, you know, we had lunch together on the weekends. We did all this stuff. And, you know, I, I did not even know that my grandfather was not married to my grandmother until I was old enough to understand in a way. Uh-huh. So so my father always knew, my uncles always knew, my aunts always knew, but us grandkids did not know until we were old enough to understand what that meant. And so my grandfather passed away when I was about 11 or 12. That's when it really, really came to the forefront of my mind that, oh, he's you not married to my grandmother. <laughs> like, this is not a thing. He's not yeah. married to my grandmother. My grandmother has kids for him, absolutely. And his wife knows that, absolutely, but she is not the maid she's not the wife and so of course i wonder how my father and my uncles and aunts but you know the the lifestyle of jamaican society at the time and even now you don't talk about stuff like that so if i ask my dad hey how would you feel that your dad wasn't married to grandma He'd be like, what are you talking about? He'd get like really big and puffed up and be like, oh, well, what do you mean? Why are we talking about this? <laughs> and so I, I wonder how kids feel in general when they're aware of these situations and um, it hasn't really been a public prominent story they can share with their friends and I know that you're married and you have kids and so yes. of course I want to talk to you about how you have observed kids not necessarily your own kids but just kids in general have come across these situations where their parents are not monogamous or polyamorous and have tried to figure out how they fit in this scenario like how do your kids feel for example do they know um, that you and your wife are not monogamous slash yeah. polyamorous like my, my my kids are my kids are well aware um like it's they're small kids and it's uh the norm for them like this has been this has been true since before they were born so like they're they're not surprised by any of it um for them it's it's not a big deal like because it's such a normalized thing for them um for them it's more a matter of just having a responsible adults around that care about them and they're they're always sort of pleased to to have other adults around like they're always sort of pleased to be able to like relate to other people even if it's um even if it's not like partnerships if i just have friends over they're always just like who's here who's here can i talk to them can i invite them to to play can i you know can i do stuff can like they, I want to. I want to. They want to be in the mix. But if it is somebody who I'm romantic or sexual with, 
while we'll keep it very age appropriate around kids, they pick up on the familiarity. They're able to tell like whether or not this person is a friend or this person is like somebody I'm dating. They they can they can just pick up on it. Like kids are very smart. I I had um like I have I uh, I had a friend where their kid was maybe 15, 16 years old. And eventually they were like, well, we had to come out and tell our kid that we're, that we're polyamorous and they had been hiding it this whole time. And then the kid's like, Oh my God, thank you for telling me. I just thought you two were cheating on each other this whole time. So like (laughs) what they thought they were hiding, they really weren't. They just, their kid just didn't have any context to put it in until they sat down and actually said the words. Yeah, that oh. definitely sounds like it's yep. better to tell them because <laughs> those poor kids are there probably want, worrying about their, their parents' marriage like, oh, God, this is going to end and they're going to get a divorce or whatever. Whereas if, you know, if you just told them up front, they'd be like, well, they're, they're clearly they're happy doing what they're doing. So we have no reason to worry. So, yeah. And at, uh, at that sort of teenage um Kids these days, they understand polyamory. Like, something I picked up on... Yeah. Something I picked up on doing the blog Poly Role Models is that um, a lot of my readership over there on Tumblr were were teenagers. Like, there are people who hadn't even been in polyamorous relationships, but they were like 15, 16, 17, just sort of exploring identity, exploring, um, um, like, relationships. Like in like in theory. Oh, so oh, that's interesting. So they're just out there looking for looking for the relationship type, and they just stumbled upon your blog. Yeah, like even in the case of that friend, I'm pretty sure that when uh, when the parents came out and said like, "Hey, we're polyamorous," I don't think they had to explain what polyamory was. They just had to explain that they weren't cheating on each other. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, that's super important. I mean, I feel as if um, my parents divorced when I was very young, which I didn't include in the previous episode, but I will include in this one, and I will talk about it with you. Uh, My parents divorced when I was about three years old, or they were separated from I was very young, before preschool age. And so I know that my parents were cheating on each other, quote-unquote, in a sense, Right, where they were still technically married, but they were dating other people. My dad was a very polite village ram, which I don't know if you know that from your Jamaican household. It's just kind of like, you know, a guy who's out there, you know, bucking yeah. off the doorknobs and gates of everybody. <laughs> yep. So my dad was a very polite, you know, man who was um, fucking a lot of other people. And my mother was only dating someone else at the time because she and my father had fallen out of love with each other. And you remember, I was very young, so I didn't understand what any of this meant. But I already knew that my parents were not meant to be together in a romantic sense. Um, I already figured that out before I was five or six, I was just like, yeah, this is not a thing. This is not happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so we get to a point where it was okay for my dad to be technically cheating on my mother in this time because they were married legally and yeah. he was hooking up with the people. But my mother having a boyfriend who would become my stepfather over the years was very, very unaccepted, like super unaccepted. It was like not allowed. And I remember when I was a kid, 
going into a hairdresser with my mother while my dad was dating someone else. <laughs> my mom was dating my stepfather. And the hairdresser was like, oh, how are you? How is school? And I was like, my mom is cheating on my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and my oh. dad is cheating on my mommy, so it's okay. <laughs> you just blurted it out, huh? I just, I mean, I was under six. I feel like I'm allowed to have this moment in time for myself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and uh, I was just telling everyone the business. My mother was so upset. <laughs> she pulled me outside. She spanked me. It didn't hurt at all, by the way. And I can tell you that now. But as a child, it was the most traumatizing that ever happened to me. Oh, she yeah. breathed in my direction. And I felt like she was hurting my feelings. And yeah. I was going to die. And it was going to be a whole thing. <laughs> um, but uh, as I got older, I realized, of course, my parents were not meant to be together. Thank God they broke up. That got my mother and my stepfather broke up. My father and my stepmother are still together, sadly. Poor things. <laughs> <laughs> my father is not monogamous. He has not been monogamous my entire life. And so I keep hoping that one day he and my stepmother will come to an, an actual arrangement that's hmm. like, yeah, you're not monogamous, but we're still together. We're yeah. still building a family together. I have two younger siblings in that relationship. But somehow, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, that actually reminds me. Yeah, setting up that, all the franchises. That story reminds me. So are you, Kevin, are you out to, like, you're, gen- you're generally out, right? There's nobody keeping it from? Um. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, um, I don't really bring it up a lot, like, say, at work. But yeah. if somebody asks me like an honest question, if somebody says, hey, what'd you get into this weekend? I'd be like, well, my wife and I went and did a thing. And if they ask me the next week, hey, what'd you do? Well, me and my girlfriend went and did a thing. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to like lie about it. Oh. But at the same time, like with the Tamron Hall appearance, like one of my supervisors came up to me and was like, oh, yeah, I just saw you on television. You know, I had it on I had it on uh, DVR and I watched it when I came home. So, you know. I and like my next door neighbors came up and said something to me about it as well. So, like, oh, yeah, after that, there was no more hiding or oh, yeah, quiet, yeah. And one thing we discussed last time we uh talked about the whole children thing is that if you tell kids something, they're gonna they're gonna tell somebody. Oh, yeah, so I don't know if you've had an experience where like either they go talk to their friends or they go talk to like a teacher or they just mention it somewhere. Like, is that something you experienced? Um, that's the thing, like. I feel like if we were keeping it more of a secret from the kids or if there was something they had to figure out, they would be, they'd, they'd probably go to school and blab about it. But uh-huh. it's such a normal thing for them that, uh, that they don't bring it up that way. The only, the only way they bring it up is if, um, uh, same deal. Like if somebody asked them what they did, they might say, well, I went with dad and, and his girlfriend to something. I went to, you know, somewhere with mom, mom and her and her boyfriend. But uh, they, but they wouldn't say it in like a scandalous sort of way. They would just be matter of fact to their experiences. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, so the fact that it's not, since you don't make it a big deal to them, it wouldn't be a big deal for them to be go telling it on the playground or anything. Because as far as they know, this yeah. is just, oh that's right. Mm-hmm. Didn't think about it that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, where like if they if they you know if they caught me doing something, then boom, all bets are off. Yeah, but yeah. For sure, once kids catch you doing anything 
hats are off forever. Forever. They will forget. They remember this till the day they die. That's it. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I want to ask you. I mean, of course, your kids know that you are polyamorous in a sense, age appropriately, right? Yeah. So I want to talk about how the rest of your family. I mean, like your parents, your cousins, aunts, grandparents, etc. Is it something that they accept also? Well, my mom doesn't accept it. Mm. And that's sort of enough. Like my my mom my mom is straight from Jamaica. Um Yeah. And she is the the voice of her relationship. So I've always gotten the impression that my dad doesn't really care. But if my mom is upset, he's got to be upset by default. Yeah, that sounds like a general marriage. <laughs> that sounds like a Jamaican marriage completely. And I feel like I've got some cousins that wouldn't really care. Some aunts or uncles that might not care. But like some of the way that my mother sort of voiced her displeasure made me a little bit distrustful of family in general. So I'm a little bit distant distant from my family. I I wish I wasn't because I actually love my family a lot, but I I don't want to get into a fight to confirm or, you know, to like, I don't want to, I don't want to confirm whether or not they, they still ride with me or not at the, at the expense of like causing a fight with somebody, you know? So instead I just sort of keep my distance. That makes sense. I can understand that. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, my mom became aware that I was not straight in my early university years when I was dating a woman at her yeah. office. Yeah. Oh, wow. What do we find weird. out? <laughs> I mean, I didn't know it worked there officially until my mom met her. So uh, this is just a bit of backstory, whatever. We're just we're just talking. We're just shooting yeah. shit, whatever. Um, I was dating a woman who was about twenty years older than me. Oh wow! And that's that, that's a nice way of putting it. I mean, she's very attractive. She's just a beautiful black woman, whatever. Twenty years older than me, and um, I went to what we call a Bacchanal Fridays, which was at the time a weekly party that happened um, around carnival season in Jamaica. Yeah. And it's that old mass camp, which if you lived in Jamaica, you know exactly where old mass camp is. Um, people who, who don't live there in the adulthood probably have no idea where, where the hell I'm talking about. But it was there. And um, I went with my mom. My mom and I went to parties together when I was at that age because my mom wanted to supervise me and make sure I was, you know, out there in the world with the most appropriate protective resources. Yeah. Right? She wanted to make sure that I wasn't going out there getting kidnapped by people and you know I was being safe so Sounds get to this party with my mom and the woman that I'm dating and I emphasize woman is there and I'm just kind of like oh shit <laughs> and so what is here my mom and I are here together what the fuck so I tell my mom hey I'm dating this woman she's here right now you and I are here I'm gonna say hi to her I'm just gonna keep it like super casual my mom is still coming to grips with the fact that I am not straight. So she's yeah. just kind of like, oh, okay, sure, go ahead, do your thing. So I go to this woman, and I'm just kind of like, hey, I give her the platonic church hug, you know, that one 
two, three taps on the back sort of thing. Like, yeah. we're not getting too close. We're keeping it very casual. And I tell her, I tell her, you know, praising Jesus from afar. <laughs> Here is my mom. This is what's going on. And she's like, okay, cool. My mom recognizes her from the office. <laughs> no, that's not how I met this woman. I met this woman in a whole separate situation, just to clarify. My mom comes over. She's like, oh, hi. So... And my girlfriend's like, hi, so-and-so, how are you? And I'm like, cool, I'll just die here. This spot is where <laughs> I die. It's totally, I'm just going to die here. I'm going to pass away. We're going to be having a great time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my mom walks away later in the night when we're driving home. She says to me, you know, I thought that you were into a woman because you hated your father. Oh, I wow. thought that's why that happened. Um, but I saw you two together, you and your age-inappropriate girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that um, you really care for each other. And you really care for women. Oh. So I guess you can go out here and do your thing. And I was like, <laughs> thanks, mama. Uh, she's still too old for me. <laughs> so we're going to break up immediately. <laughs> because you guys work together but yes thank you lady for supporting my lesbian dream and so when I told her that I was dating this married couple who was always at our house every time I would visit in Jamaica so it's gotten to a point now where if they don't come to the house immediately as I land in Jamaica she's like well what's going on where are they did you guys break up what's happening and I'm like, no, we didn't break up. They're just at work. She's like, oh, well, you know, they're usually here every night and they're not here. <laughs> so I'm nice. worried so that she's like, I'm worried that they're married and they don't want to date you anymore. So what do I do? <laughs> That's sweet. That's cute. <laughs> she's adorable. She's so adorable and she's so loving and so caring. She's at, she's at a very good acceptance level. My father, when I told him I was bisexual because he has no idea what pansexual means, he was just kind of like, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he called my mother with them having been divorced for the past, you know, 27 years. And he was like, what does this word mean? <laughs> What's that about? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean... Good. We we just go through our thing with her parents, with our families, and I feel like when we come out as more than they can have, quote unquote. So yeah. whether that be you know, I'm not straight. I'm whatever variation of I am, or I'm not monogamous and polyamorous. Parents have to deal with a whole different set of problems. Problems in the sense where it's something they're not prepared to deal with. Yeah, yeah, I, I I get that, and like I said, like with my with my father, I feel like if I had just had the conversation with him by himself, he would have just been like, "All right, Kevin, all right, you do such strange things," and that would have been the the, the long and short of it, where As he am. wouldn't have understood, but he would accept that I'm that I'm doing well, you know, that I'm happy and and, and successful, you know. But my mother, my mother, she can't get to that place. And maybe one day she will. But most times, like, I don't really hold out hope. I think the sort of disappointment there for me is that 
I've written I've written three books right now. Um, I've written three books. I I I travel the country. I speak at I I speak in academic circles. I speak at you know at conferences. And these are all things that my mother knows and understands. These are all things that she values in her own professional field. So it's disappointing for me to be doing something that I know she understands and knows she respects, but I'm doing it in a field that she can't accept. Yeah. Yeah, you think that the the formality of what okay. you're doing kind of legitimizes it, but yeah, it, it is what it is. That's how parents are. Like my yeah. parents, are, well, I don't think my parents have any idea. Like my plan is if I get caught with like another partner or something, I was going to be like, oh, I'm cheating. But, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll go apologize to my wife tomorrow or something. Like I feel like it would be easier to, to tell them that I'm cheating than tell them that, oh, my wife is cool with this. She's at home. She's like giving me tips on how to, you know, tell her, you know, lyrics or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's I guess every, every relationship is different. Every parent is different. That's just how it Absolutely. is. But why is that okay? Like, for me, I would much rather know that my kid is like, yeah, I'm just, I'm fucking around my wife, but my wife knows I'm fucking around her, and here's where we are. Like, why are we in a space, and of course it's religion, of course it's societal, of course it's a lot of things, but... You know, and I accept all those things and I acknowledge all those things and I want everyone to be better or whoever from all those things. But in the same breath, I was kind of like, well, why is it like this, though? Like, why is it more Christian for you to accept? And I say I use the word Christian very specifically in this scenario, because especially in Caribbean society, whether it's Jamaica, you know, Antigua, whatever, it's very much based on Jesus, right? Yeah. Why is it more okay for you to be cheating on your wife in yeah. the name of God than busting out of the pussy wide open in the name of God while your wife knows? Like, why is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's sad. And, you know, like, even if they don't understand, honestly, I think it should just come down to be, like, are you happy? Your parents just want you to be happy. Like you think that would be enough, but unfortunately, it's not all the time. But yeah, that's just how it is. Never yeah, enough. It's tough. Um, so, Kevin, what would you think was the best scenario in your situation for you to tell your kids that you were not monogamous? I mean, like the the way it really happened was actually really well well done i guess um so it was a, a few years ago i was spotlighted in a <clears throat> in a local in a local free newspaper and a friend of mine was doing something like uh talking about people like local people who were pushing the culture and she decided to put my blog poly role models in in there so I showed the newspaper to my older daughter and I was really excited about it. It was like one of the first like major media appearances I had ever done. And she's like, well, why are you in a newspaper dad? I'm like, well, I do this blog. She's like, why does anybody care about that dad? I'm like, well, you know how, you know, like, um, you know how I love your mom and you know how I love my girlfriend. She's like, yeah, well, that's not really the same as everybody's relationships. Some people find that a little bit weird and they want to read about that kind of stuff in order to understand it better, you know, because that's what, that's what makes our family a little bit different. And she's like, okay. 
I love my family. And then she goes off to go play. And that was it. So, like, I like that she was able to get it so quickly. Like, it's one of the points of contention between my mother and I, where my mother's like, well, your kids are going to be, your kids are going to be confused by this. And I'm like, well, no, because they're already not confused. They're not going to find confusion in a, you know, like, this is what's normal for them. And my mom just sort of had to accept that. Yeah. yeah, I totally feel that. I totally understand that. How old was your daughter when you had this conversation with her? She was maybe five, maybe six. No, wow. Well, yeah. Perfect. Right. I mean, I said kids, when they're young, get it, like, super amazingly. They they get it right away. They have no hang-ups as it relates to society. So I totally understand why when she was that young, it made for you to tell her. Um, yep. I said you had that child with your wife, correct? Out of the yeah, very, very yeah. hot woman. But no, I mean, it's, it's very, very interesting that you told your daughter that young. I mean, I've talked to someone else in the polyamory community. I mean, they were white, but whatever. And I talked to them <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I we cannot tell our children at this stage because my wife works at a job where that's not allowed. And so... Yeah. We don't want our children to have to keep that secret. And I was like, yeah, I respect that. I understand that. Um, your job and your wife's job, that's something you don't want to share with your children because you don't want them to have to carry the burden of that quote-unquote secret. But if we were in a perfect world where the secret was not an issue, where you could just say, hey, I am, you know... Uh, a cattle rancher, and I'm also polyamorous. Fine. And you can say, I, mean, I, I don't know. I was thinking about cows, okay? I'm, I'm feeling like <laughs> a, a burger. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's what <Wow>. it is. <laughs> but, you know, like, a, a cattle rancher has no issues saying, hey, I'm Jeb. I'm a cattle rancher, and I'm polyamorous. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, I feel as be? if <laughs> I feel as if we should not be in certain situations where we have regular jobs like, hey, I'm Jen, I'm an accountant, I'm a polyamorous. It should not be as quote-unquote big of a deal as it is. Especially now when we are having people living at home until they're like 85. (laughs) You know, like, let's be honest here. People are living at home the latest they have been in quite some time. People are living at home until they're 85. And, um, you know, like, you're going to get married to somebody, you're going to live with them in your parents' house until you're, like, 100. So why is it weird that you are married to somebody who's allowed to fuck somebody else, but not weird that you're married to somebody who is not allowed to fuck somebody else? Like, I'd, I'd be worse mad if my partner was like, yeah, yeah, I cheated on you. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So that means that you suck somebody else's toes, but horrific. And I'm mad. It's not very specific, but yeah. <laughs> I'm being specific for an example, okay? Don't be a hater, Shabs. People just want to suck toes. It's fine. All right. No I'm okay with that. You know what? Kevin made a tweet the other day about, um, you know, Licking your partner's ass or eating oh. your partner's ass. <laughs> I said it to you in our special group chat, Shab. I did. I did. Okay. <laughs> eating your partner's ass. And uh, was it was it shaking your partner's hand or something like that? 
not not uh not sharing a bottle of water. Not sharing a bottle of water, right? That's what it was. It was kind of like, hey, you'd rather eat a person. I said, share a bottle of water. And I'm like, hello, that makes perfect sense. I'm very weird about backwash. Like, I just, I I don't. (laughs) And it it was always a thing, but it's more a thing now that I've got kids. Like, having kids, kids are disgusting monsters. And I love my kids. Kids are gross. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, I. They leave bottles of water all over the house, and I never know the origin of them, so I just throw them away if I don't know, like, specifically that this was mine. But yeah, yeah like, fresh out the shower, partner drops trial, yeah, all in. <laughs> so that's 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 fine, but not but not but not backwash. When I got yeah, into no. this backwash situation, first of all, okay, how old are your kids? Just so I know how old they are now. My kids are nine and seven. Oh yeah, yeah so see, they're they're old as hell. You're old as hell. I mean, um, but I want to ask, how is this current uh, social distancing platform working for you with your relationship anarchy? Um, Right now, like I'm I've been sort of slowing down and focusing on on just a couple of uh, a couple of people in my life, like uh, a couple of local people that in my life. And I'm still seeing them. But that's it, you know. Like I'm not, I'm not going to a lot of events. I'm not, um, I'm not starting anything new. I'm not branching out to people who I see like semi regularly. It's I've got the, I got, I've got like my wife and I've got these three folks, and that's that's where I'm putting a lot of my energy in because I don't want to go somewhere where there's gonna be like, you know, I don't want to go to, I, I, I don't want to go to an orgy right now because of social distancing i don't want to go to a potluck or a happy hour or anything like that so yeah, yeah that's, that's understandable <laughs> it ain't bad uh i just want to thank you so much for being able to come on the podcast and really Definitely talk to us chat. today um you told us some very interesting information you know shams you know jotted down some notes yeah i don't write notes i just have a memory i'm kidding i wrote the notes too it's fine <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote the notes down it's a whole thing <laughs> um um is tell the people where to find you i already know where to find you i've kind of mentioned where to find you but i would like to hear in your own words where um, can people find you kevin where can we find you okay I'm I'm polyamory um or sorry I'm poly role models on all the things like and that's like Twitter Instagram Tumblr Facebook um, one of the best places and like uh, I I use the Facebook page to sort of update what my appearances are uh, what kind of what I'm working on and then uh, my other like my other set of books uh, um, for hire which are a series of queer polyamorous superhero books. I I'm oh. for for hire mag on Facebook, and there myself and my co-writer Alana Phelan we use that space to update uh, what we're doing with those books. We've got two for hire books out. We're currently working on the third, and hopefully that'll be out by the summer. All right. See, you just said oh, that yeah. word there. I might check that one out. Yeah, and yeah. you also said that you have another book coming out. I checked your Tumblr, you know, right before we called you. And you said you have another book coming out also. You had two books coming out in the next year and a half, year and two, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, so. yeah. Um, Alana Phelan and I, uh, my co-writer for the For Hire series, we were able to uh, secure an Effing Foundation grant to write a pair of nonfiction polyamorous books. 
the first one is going to be based on the cautionary poly feature, uh, feature on my poly role models blog, where it's like teachable moments in non-monogamous relationships. The second one, which we haven't really come up with a title with, is like more feel-good stories, but ones that can only exist in a polyamorous context. So we're currently accepting stories for both of those now. Um, if anybody's interested, feel free to message me at um, either the Poly Role Models Facebook page or the For Hire Mag Facebook page. I think I'm going to there right now. All right. <laughs> all right. We're super into that. Thank you so much for joining us. So yeah, sorry for you. eating up all of your coronavirus, uh, you know, <laughs> private time. Yeah. <laughs> we for other things. Here, setting up my quarantine zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I am in quarantine right now. Uh, it's a solo quarantine. It's a self-quarantine based on my recent travels. Um, yeah. The government in the U.S. really doesn't give a shit about what I do. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I have decided, based on my travels, to self-quarantine. So, really, Very if it was up to me, I would call you every single day to talk about more polyamorous stuff. But for the podcast, you know, I guess we can be cool and be like Dustin and whatever. Like, when people play cool, like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't need to talk about him. Like, I'm totally fine. I'm just going to flash my hair and shit. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, well, thank of course. You. We will put the details for the show notes in terms of where to find you, what books you already have out, and then links to the posts that you've made about books that you have coming out in yes, our show notes. Um, our show notes are going to be on monogamishpod.wordpress.com. You can interact with us on Twitter at uh, monogamishpod. You can interact with Kevin at Poly Role Models on Twitter, Instagram, oh, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Intercloud. <laughs> in the <Zoom>. space <laughs> I mean you, you find him anywhere so uh, thank you so much again and uh, we look forward to talking to you sometime again soon we're a very small platform so all of our 40 listeners are so happy to have you super <laughs> <Yeah>. famous guy <laughs> but one day yeah one day one day, one day. <laughs> okay. right. we'll call back on your famous <laughs> we'll call back on your famous Thank you so much again, Kevin. Thank you. Have a good night. Good night, you too. Bye. Once again, totally want to thank Kevin from Poly Role Models for agreeing to be on the pod. This is like major key. We are famous now. We have famous people who talk to us. We have romance authors. We have sexologists for Clona Willie. And now we have Poly Role Models. Yeah. That's that's next up. The stars. (laughs) Step to a rocket. Uh, maybe not a rocket. Oh no, that Beyonce song, "Rocket." I like that. Let me sit. The- yeah, there we go. Okay, now yes. I'm back in the rocket zone. No, no you're you're on board. <laughs> Beyonce will get you there. Yeah, see, that's why I stopped. That's why I stopped. I know what's up. Uh, and of course, continuing the conversation about you know poly families, and I put out a call on Twitter to get some more information on people who've practiced uh, polyamory or have information about raising kids in polyamory. And uh, Jess Mahler reached out to me and, uh, well, not really reached out to me specifically, but to the pod 
and I gave a link to their site. Uh, so I will put it in you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll put the link to that in show notes. Um, it has a lot of articles and stuff that were written. Um, when asked about it, of course, Jess was like, uh, well, you know, there are things that I would change given time, but that's, you know, a whole other project, which I totally get. I'm not a writer, so I can't really get with the whole, you know, writing thing. I tried yeah. to be a writer once as a kid. Does that count? I mean, kind of. <laughs> you, had, <laughs> you, had, you had it in your blood or you used to have it in your blood. Yeah, no, I thought about it. I'm a much better reader than writer. Anyway, that's a whole separate issue. Uh, and of course, um, there are some sites that have put articles out on it. Vice has something um, about what happens to polyamorous relationships when one partner has kids. Um, there's an article in Today's Parent about um, polyamorous parenting and the surprising benefits of the ultimate modern family um i am like i said i'm totally okay with dating people with kids that's like not an issue and we know kevin has kids uh so he and his wife are also totally okay <laughs> doing the yeah. thing no uh, <laughs> another issue that we didn't really talk much about but we did a little bit is um if your family knows that you're poly and how they reacted um so kevin talked a bit about his experience with his family um I've, I don't know if I've, have I told the people on the pod that my mom knows and she's like okay with it? I think you mentioned it, at least in the episode of Kevin at least, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah, my mom's okay, she knows and whatever, you know. Sham and the wife have a bit of more different situation, you know. Like yeah. we said, totally okay to be cheating, not okay to be dating other people. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not saying, I don't know if they'd be okay with cheating, but that would be a more, they would more get that explanation. I could just be like, oh, yeah, we cheated, but we're okay now. You know, sorry. You know, don't be mad. But we're, we're better now. I feel like they <laughs> could more understand that. Oh, uh, well, you know, y- y'all, you kids and your horniness or whatever. <laughs> you kids and your horniness. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, there are tons of articles about it. Elite Daily has some. Everyday Feminism has some articles. They're a bit older, but um, I think they're so relevant. And The Cut has an article about what is polyamorous relationships. And, you know, there's, there's a whole thing that goes into this. Um, we're going to drop all the links to those articles in the show notes. I don't want to dive too much into the details of them because, you know, I... I you know, rather dissect the interview with Kevin all day. Cause you know, every time I do an interview, I sit back and I'm just like, God, I probably sounded so stupid. You did not. <laughs> See, Sean was there for this one. So I'm taking his word as proof that I'm awesome. Oh yeah. Even- yeah. I was actually there for something once guys. I'm not, you know, <laughs> he's not abandoning me. He really just, you know, he has like a regular job and my job is a lot more flexible <laughs> when it comes to making diet for shit. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, except for, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, Sorry for all the Gen fans who are like, oh, yeah, another episode of Cham. We're going to be so happy. Nope, I'm here. <laughs> He's here. He's here. You can't get rid of him, and we definitely don't want to. Uh, let's see. Of course, you know how to find us on the Twitter, at MonogamishPod. Duh. Like, we're there all the time. Yeah. Uh, I post threads occasionally trying to encourage people to uh listen to us aka accosting you on the socials um goes <laughs> and stuff like that discussions and yeah yeah you guys can dm us or tweet us if you're not feeling super private whatever no big deal um yeah. we can check out the show notes monogamishpod.wordpress.com that's where we put all the links to the articles that we discuss and give you little tidbits that we you know mention the show that you might want to see 
written again in my beautiful handwriting by typing on my laptop. That's where you'll find that. So beautiful handwriting, yeah. Oh, so Love beautiful. You. I know. Uh, you know, it's just one finger at a time. Huh. That's what she said. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and of course, uh, we record on Anchor, so you find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podbay. All the places. Overcast, Simplecast, yeah. All the places. If you are not sure if we are on your favorite podcatcher, don't worry. Just search Monogamish the Podcast or just plain old Monogamish, and we should pop up if we're there. We might not be like number one, although we're hoping to be the number one search and option every time, you know, you type in Monogamish. We might not be number one, but we're up there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where else? What else do we want to say, Shem? There's stuff that we're supposed to say, right? Um the outro or we already did the like and subscribe and all that stuff did we did we say rate review and subscribe, rate, review and subscribe. Rate, review and subscribe. yeah all that stuff <laughs> five stars that's, that's, five that, will, that will help us get up in the ranks as we said you know yeah so we don't become the number one search that's right i'd love to be number one that would that's like my thing mm-hmm. i have a weird question unrelated to that so if you are engaging in a gangbang, right? A consensual gangbang, obviously. Well, turn. Yeah. <laughs> what number would you like to be? Would you rather be number one or some number after one? Say there are four guys. Do you want to be number one? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> ideally, just for the sake of, you know, I don't want to have to follow anyone like, you know, who's putting in way too much work. Like, <laughs> not saying I can't handle myself, but I don't want to be. Like, you know, you don't want to follow, you know, certain mandingos and then all of a sudden you're the uh, <laughs> you're the one coming after her and you're just like, oh, I'm the what left? Uh, no, I was trying to think about it for myself, of course, because uh-huh. this is stuff that runs through my mind all the time. Um, would I want to be number one? And I think I don't. I think I'd rather be like number three. And I'd rather be number nope. three because, listen, she's almost tired anyway. She just go take whatever she get. Wow. <laughs> Kidding, guys. I'm great at I swear. <laughs> but no, I mean, I have no issue not being number one. That's what I was just wondering out loud to myself on the pod. So have a great day, guys. Yeah. <laughs> have a wonderful quarantine. We're all quarantined uh-huh. from now to that kingdom come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wash your hands. Don't spread coronavirus. I'm Jen. Yeah, I'm Sham. <laughs> And we're monogamous. It sounded right that time, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be fucked up. Yeah, definitely.